Well, welcome back again to Guerrilla Discipleship. My name is Kevin Baker. I get to be your host, and we're continuing with part two of Ann Jordan's interview with Cain Day as we talk about what Samuel has been doing and how God's been at work in Samuel in Kenya. It is amazing. And so today what you're going to hear is a couple of things. You're going to hear about the process that God's used, and you're going to hear about the partnerships that God has used. Now, again, five, six years ago when we began to commit uh, under God's leading to be involved in making disciples, we didn't have any idea. Kenya was not on our map. But if you were tuned in with us last week, and if you didn't hear last week, please go back and, and listen to part one of this interview because it's just been a miracle. It's nothing short of a biblical Acts 2 kind of miracle story. But today, it's you're going to hear a little bit more about the process and the partnership. So let's get right to Anne and Kane Day. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, I want to get a little bit into um, how you uh, were able to disciple and, and train um, Samuel. Um, you know, how did you connect with him and communicate with him? Um, either early on and or now, if that has changed in some way. Um, you know, how, how often do you meet with him and what do you do in your time together? Can you paint that picture a little bit of what it, it looked like to, to disciple uh, him? And then if you can share maybe about, you know, uh, how it looks with Samuel on the ground, discipling other people, um, training them there in Kenya. Yeah, so initially, um, and Anne was privy to some of this, but um, when we started, I, I told him, I said, this is discipleship-based, you know, a discipleship-based um, kind of structure. So it's obedience-based, so you need to obey. Um, so are you willing to commit to that? And he said, yes. So um, I started with once a week um, Bible studies and coaching. So we follow the questions, you know, all the seven questions. What are you thankful for? You know, what do you need prayer for and, and, and all that? Um, what does this teach us about God, you know, and, and your response? So we did that faithfully every week. And then whenever he you know, wanted to talk, I would be there, you know. Uh, so we had an open communication. Um, and we did that. And he started to, when he started to lead the group, and that was immediately, actually, um, I just encouraged him, I would ask him about, did you follow the structure? Did people share? Did they do their I will response? And things like that. So the first group of three that we had, it was kind of mechanical, you know, we did that. And soon within a month or two, some of them, each one of them had groups. But um, it seems it almost seemed like the root wasn't deep enough at first. Um, so they started getting into arguments with some of the group members, you know, arguing about doctrine and things like that. And once, when we found out, I tried to correct that, just stick to the topic, you know, discover what God is saying in that scripture. 
it was kind of too late. One of them got intimidated and said she did not want to leave mm-hmm. groups anymore. And we said, that's okay, just keep meeting. Mm-hmm. The other one, um, everything just fell apart. And that third group lasted for almost a year, maybe nine months. Um, his group had grown. And then later on, he just said, well, um, I, I want to do something else. So, so initially, we had some setbacks. But while that was happening, you know, the other groups had started to form. And this time around, we, you know, we just wanted to not focus on the number, um, but focus on developing disciple makers. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key thing that changed, um, you know, and we started to work with them. And whenever these groups are formed, if I'm invited in, because sometimes they have WhatsApp groups, I got to know people I would talk to them sometimes whenever they they met um, or shared about their DMM. So that gave me the opportunity to coach. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would always go back to the basics. How, mm-hmm. you know, how is the sharing? How is the response? You know, and, and things like that. Um, but having that interface with the subgroups um, reinforced whatever Samuel was teaching some of these group leaders and then, you know, their subgroups. And so it, it really helped because I was able to see maybe something was amiss. Like I remember um, at one time we had an issue where a lot of people were hearing about DMM. So they just kept adding them to the groups. Okay. And I was telling them, oh, well, is how we do it. You actually want to form new groups mm-hmm. and coach the person of peace and things like that. So, um, so that was the change in strategy. Once we finished Creation to Christ, I no longer had the weekly meetings that I used to with Samuel. Mm-hmm. It was more or less, we just communicated as time mm-hmm. went on for mm-hmm. a while. So when you uh, your means of communicating with with Samuel, your you know the 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 way that you did the the discovery um, uh, process in creation to Christ, and then also coaching him as he turned and did it with with uh, people um, was was over the phone using uh, an app, or you know was it? were you doing video uh, or was it just uh, like uh, uh, audio phone calls? Um, um, how did you connect with Kenya, with Samuel in Kenya in, in a way that clearly was very effective? Yeah, we did videos for um, special meetings, like uh-huh. quarterly meetings. Um, when I first met with Samuel, we did video and okay. then... Um, it was easier for us to just do audio because of data issues. Yes. So we continued with, with audio. And whenever we had uh, a special meeting with others, we would do video so we could all see one another. Okay. But he, you know, he had uh, a, a cell phone available. 
And and then what did what did he have in terms of a a, a Bible? Did he have um, a, a physical uh, Bible in in English or or uh, Swahili or? That's right. He has a, an English Bible that mm -hmm. he uses, um, and he is, you know, he's good enough, you know, in, in English to be able to clearly follow whatever I say. Some of the groups, that's not the case, but, you know, he's fluent in Swahili also, so he can translate to them um, whenever we have meetings. But, I mean, it, it was, I, I think, you know, we, we always had communication issues. Um, sometimes, you know, we have low bandwidth and all this kind of stuff, but I think the drive to learn, the hunger, was what propelled him forward anyway. And so when we tried to meet and it didn't work out, um, we would just set another day, text each other, and he was available. That's great. You and you and I had some communication uh, issues here on Zoom just a little bit ago, even trying to get this interview going, didn't we? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but we wanted the story to be told, so we persevered. <laughs> just just like you said, you and Samuel did. That's so good. All right. Um, how about I, I want to talk a little bit about um, partnerships and and you talked about uh, your uh, taking Samuel through the DBS and 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 coaching him and and sometimes being uh, you know in on some of the other group meetings. Um, take take me back. It, it was was David Dean's helping and coaching you? Um, you know, in in in. Uh, before you would meet with Samuel, and um, uh, was that part of uh, the the whole chain of events here too? Um, so David, um, for the most part, has been a coach. Um, it's not a weekly. Um, sometimes we we meet weekly. Um, it's and it's been more or less being a guide, like. Yeah. Um, like when we met with the Muslims, you know, this is perhaps you want to try the WA app or things like that. So mm -hmm. uh, making sure that we are, you know, in a straight and narrow. So uh, at times when a lot of activities are happening, we would maybe meet weekly, um, sometimes maybe once a month or something. Yeah, and and in what I heard you describe both there and and with Samuel, that that coaching can often look like, well, you know how to get a hold of me. Just you know, send me a message if you have a question or a situation, and I can get back to you. Is that uh, uh, how a lot of it goes now? Yes, that's that's uh, a lot of it. You know, with Sam and I, we have multiple times that we meet. Okay. during the week because we pray together ah okay so some of the teams there are group prayers so we meet during the group prayer um he also has a coaching kind of um a coaching session for some of the core group leaders in different regions and i would oftentimes be in on that that's every monday um so I have multiple opportunities to interface with him and then we can always call each other. And it's the same thing with David. Like, so whenever there are major things happening, 
I would always text David, hey, what are your thoughts on this? Hey, we're, we're working on this. Um, and David would, we would call, he would give us feedback, um, things like that. Yeah, excellent. And then what about any other sorts of connections or partnerships or things that um, have been uh, made in, in Kenya, on the ground in Kenya, between any other uh, disciple-making movement practitioners, organizations? Uh, uh, you know, are there others that you have tried to um, uh, successfully uh, connect uh, uh, Samuel with so that there are people uh, more in his area that he can um, uh, also turn to, I guess, for... That's right. Um, so there is, there, there's a more um, mature, I guess, DMM group in, in Kenya and the Nairobi and other, you know, they're, they're a very big group. And Samuel, um, actually, Dave, this is David actually pushed for that to help connect Samuel with some of these groups and he has been in, you know, in touch with them. Like he is, they have like WhatsApp groups and he is a part of the WhatsApp group. So he knows, so he does glean from some of these things. It's not just um, the one-on-one. -on -one. Um, mm -hmm. He sees how certain things are done, how church is done. One of the things that inspired him a few months ago that he was telling me about is the way they fellowship um, going from house to house and, and things like that. So there is, um, you know, he is getting something from the other group. Yeah. So he, he feels like he is part of something bigger, um, even on the ground there in Kenya. Um, and, and, and not just this, strange thing that has been shown him by by people in in Maryland or in the United States obviously <laughs> yeah that's right um he's been to their meetings at least twice you know um so and he he doesn't live near Nairobi right no no he's quite far away from Nairobi so that's like a big deal, but again, shows his his hunger to to uh, keep moving forward. Um, I I think somewhere I saw an email that you know he took an overnight bus or something, uh, you know, some months ago to to Nairobi to meet with somebody, um, and you know we're talking many many hours um, each way and well, and twelve hours each way, yeah, uh, to meet with Stan and and some other people. So. Yeah. Um, um, David informs me that Stan Parks would be traveling um, to Kenya and wouldn't it be lovely for Sam to meet with him. So I, as soon as I told Sam, he's like, you know, I'm gone. And so he traveled 12 hours. That's right. To meet with Stan. Yes. Stan Parks is a, a movement um, catalyst um, uh, based in the Middle East, I think, but, but originally um, uh, from this country. Um, 
Kende, can you share maybe some of the, you know, a couple examples maybe of, of some uh, uh, challenges, difficulties, you know, problems that, that you have faced and, and some of them uh, uh, perhaps have hopefully been, been overcome and, and others may be more, more on, ongoing. Um, what, what sorts of obstacles um, have you encountered? Or has Samuel encountered it? Maybe. Yeah. So the um, the the groups that we've been dealing with um, are people that are poor. You know, like in the northern part of Kenya, they're refugees, um, and the villages around the refugee camps. So the Lord's been opening the door for us to reach villages now and one group was formed in the villages so but these villages are extremely poor and so we quickly realized um it made no sense in fact one of the ladies that we were ministering to if i sh showed you a picture she was skinny to the bone like malnourished you know um you would cry if you saw the video. Um, so that's a challenge. Uh, we quickly realized it requires some money. Thankfully, it's not too expensive to help, you know, because when you convert US dollars, you know, into the Kenyan shillings, it goes a long way. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, that's part of what we talk about with Shama, our um, our, our, our actions accompanied by words that express that what we're doing is in the name of, of Jesus. And so you, you, that's an example then of, of um, some clear needs um, for, for basic uh, life-giving uh, things like, like food, correct? Yes, so with food, um, so we, you know, the ministries were helping. When I say ministries, the groups were helping. Those who help feed um, some of these people, it's, it costs about $60 a month um, to feed these different groups of people. Um, and we would like to do more, but it's costly. There's, there's a group of women now um, in Southern Kenya, uh, well, not quite south, but in between um, that we're trying to reach, but you know we need provisions. Um, God, you know, forgot to provide for that. So there's always that kind of need. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some of the other challenges we have, well, with food, there's water. So we are partnering with another ministry that you know a charitable organization and David is kind of helping spearhead that effort to um, get wells dug all around Kenya and to help minister, you know, to provide water um, for all these um, cities and especially the desert areas. So mm -hmm. that's ongoing and we hope it will become fruitful. Um, also, there's a language barrier. So some of the people um, that we are sending, um, 
need interpreters to interpret into indigenous languages. Um, so it's a challenge that also costs money for them to go and, and all that. Um, you know, so those are some of the kind of challenges we face. Um, in, in, that, in that, Kende, uh, um, the, you through Samuel and others are now reaching people, uh, people groups for whom there is, um, uh, has not been gospel access before or the, the scriptures even uh, written in, in their language? Yeah, so the villages, for example, in the deserts, these are people that are really back in time, they're backwards. So we're even looking for are there Bibles in their language, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, because we're trying to get some Bibles to them and find someone who's educated enough to be able to read. So for the most part um, in the past, these people didn't even send their kids to school. So now some of them are sending their kids to school. So we have kids that understand regular Swahili and the, the local languages and can translate um, so yes, these are on reach groups. One of mm -hmm. the villages we went to um, had, does have a church, but it's, you know, it has a church when, when I say, you know, like a broomstick kind of place in the desert that they call a church. But a lot of these places have not, they don't know about Jesus, you know? So this is real discovery. So when, um, our people get there and start sharing Jesus Christ. So you asked earlier, what's our strategy? So when we go into a village, we don't, we don't start with DMM, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we start saying, talking about Jesus. And then anyone who's interested and wants to learn more, we say, oh, okay. Um, there's something called a DDS that we can start with you and we can meet with you every week and you'll learn about God and, and Jesus Christ. So that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. and, so, and you just mentioned kids. Um, are, are there examples of, of children of some age that, that are doing DBS or involved in, in this as, as well? Is it multi-generational? Well, um, we saw a little bit of that earlier on and in the villages, the children are helping to interpret. Um, mm -hmm. When I say children, I'm talking about like teenagers and okay. stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we did have a group of young people that went to college in Kenya and they had started DMM and DBSs and kind of fell off. So, mm -hmm. um, so may God give us more success in that area. But in Uganda, a lot of the groups we have, several of the groups are young people, college age students meeting um, yeah. through, through DBS. Yeah, just, just a great example of, of how, you know, it's God who does the, the, the drawing um, of, of people to himself. And we just want to come alongside and, and partner with him in, in that. And it looks different ways in different places, for sure. Wow. Again. 
unbelievable what God has been doing. So thank you again for being here. We've got one more segment with Ann and Kane Day, so I hope you'll come and be a part of next week's uh, Guerrilla Discipleship. As always, you can send an email to kbaker at oakdale.church if there's any way we can resource you. God bless you for being a part of this.